Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Christina Bishop. She is a cannabis and wellness coach. Welcome, Christina. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I'm really looking forward to jumping in and learning more about what you do and who you are and sharing that with the audience. I appreciate you. Definitely. Like I said, thank you for having me. I feel honored and grateful to be here. So let's jump right in, Christina. You are a cannabis and wellness coach that helps female entrepreneurs develop mindful practices to maintain balance and achieve success. But as I mentioned, you're a cannabis coach. You also infuse the use of cannabis into your daily routine, your coaching practices and methodology. How long have you been a coach? I have been a coach for a couple of years now. I did originally quit my nine to five job back in 2017, but I officially started coaching full time in 2020, actually. What inspired your journey into the world of coaching? And did this journey begin with your own personal struggles? You know, to be honest, it really did begin with my own personal struggles. I mean, we've all had trials and tribulations in our life, but it also came from my passion to want to help and inspire others to really just become the best version of themselves. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey and struggles? Of course. So, I mean, if I could take it all the way back (laughs) to when I was a kid, actually, for just a minute, (laughs) but I actually went through a really traumatic experience when I was just 11 years old. I was molested at a county fair inside the haunted house. So, you know, at a time when as a young girl, you're kind of coming into your own. I mean, yes, your body's developing, but you're also figuring out, you know, who you are, who you want to be and starting to explore those types of things. But in a time when I should have been flourishing, I just felt a lot of shame. I already felt damaged and broken. And I never really, you know, got a chance to flourish and blossom, if you will. So I really struggled with anxiety and depression for many, many years and not really knowing what to do or how to deal with that or, you know, who to reach out to or how to seek help. I began cutting, you know, I began self-harm. I got pregnant when I was still pretty young. I was only 20. So, you know, all these things just kind of stacking up. And although my little one is absolutely the best thing to ever happen to me, it certainly wasn't at, you know, the most ideal time for me, if you will. I was still struggling. I was, you know, cutting up until I did get pregnant. So it was rough. Her dad isn't involved, nor has he really ever been, to be totally honest. So I always really needed to work as much as I could just to make enough money to make ends meet. But then that meant, you know, very little time with my kiddo, you know, working full time and 
then just having evenings, which just kind of led to a terrible quality of life for me and a bit more depression. If I'm being totally honest, I started noticing, you know, my mental and emotional state kind of start to slip and suffer a little bit more, but it really wasn't until I began to go through some health struggles back in 2016 that things really began to change out of nowhere. I was constantly nauseous. I was already waking up in like full-blown panic attacks, my heart racing, my palms were sweaty. I'm already, you know, running to the bathroom for the toilet. I had zero appetite and couldn't really hold anything down. I'm already fairly petite. I'm only like 97, 98 pounds to begin uh-huh. with. I really didn't have any weight to be losing. Yeah. So I got very weak and very dizzy and very nauseous all the time. I even blacked out one time in the garage, face planted it on the concrete oh. from my nose. It was scary. And, you know, being in and out of the hospital, of course, I lost my job. And then to top it off, my relationship at the time also ended. My mom's over here wanting to admit me because she's getting so worried. My child's following me around the house, constantly checking on me, worried as well, wondering if I'm okay. So there I was, unemployed, (laughs) newly (laughs) single, sick, barely able to get out of bed. And I had to find a place to live and, you know, get my life back on track. And it was probably a day when I was laying in bed, (laughs) feeling bad for myself. And Mm. I was just scrolling through Instagram and I'll never forget it. I came across a post, had a gentleman speaking on stage to a large audience and he had an orange hat on. And I believe the orange hat is probably what caught my eye. And I now know that's his intention, (laughs) but (laughs) So I started kind of looking into that post, like, okay, who is this guy? Who is he talking to? What is he talking about sort of thing? And much to my surprise, I discovered he was actually local here to Arizona. He was the owner and CEO of a quote unquote internet marketing college. So they taught you everything that you needed to know about making money online. It was geared towards e-commerce. Yeah. So Shopify stores, but they taught you everything that went along with that, right? Not just building your Shopify store. That's Facebook ads and ad copy and lead generation and email marketing and, you know, things like that. So I was able to learn so much so fast because they had a lot of free training on their website. So without even having to really, you know, invest quite yet or pay anything into it, I was able to go, I want to say they had over a hundred free training videos on their site. So I just dove all in and absolutely loved it. Discovered that they were having a live event in Las Vegas, which is maybe five hours, if that, from where I'm at. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to figure out a way (laughs) to make this happen again. I wasn't rolling in the dough. I was still, you know, struggling to make ends meet and get my life back on track, putting the pieces together. But I had a friend that went to Vegas all the time. So she had a lot of hotel points. So we were Mm -hmm. able to get the room for next to nothing at the same hotel that the event was going to be hosted at, because I didn't know you know, where I was going and where I would have to walk if I would have to go from one location to the other for the event. So that was great. I had another friend that had a connection for us to rent a car. So it all just kind of lined up and worked out that we could go and being able to actually physically be there in it and meet these people face to face, shake their hands, hear their stories, feel their passion was just kind of what broke me wide open. And I came home, I built two Shopify stores. 
I did not listen to what they taught when they said, pick if you want a general store or a niche store. And I just did one of both. (laughs) I started building my ads and loading products and hearing that little chime on my phone for when I made my first Shopify sale was amazing. Granted, it was only like $18 and change, but it was a great feeling to literally be sleeping and hear that chime go off and know that I just made money in my sleep. It was fantastic, right? Who wouldn't want to make money in their sleep? But I didn't want want to do e-commerce forever. That, you know, wasn't my end game. That wasn't my goal or my vision or my passion in life. But again, I learned so much that I was able to do lots of things. (laughs) So I started doing VA work. And with that, again, doing multiple things and really honing in on a few, I got to see what I liked and what I didn't like, what I enjoyed and what wasn't so fun for me to do during the day. And I really fell in love with social media and Instagram growth. So I kind of pivoted and was really focusing on that. I had an ebook about growing your Instagram to really kind of build that social media presence. I believe it's something every brand, every business, every coach and influencer needs to have this day and age. And seeing, you know, everybody else's page grow. And in the meantime, I was just sharing my journey on my own. And I was watching that grow. And I just slowly began to see the potential. And along the way, people started asking me, how'd you quit your job? How'd you do this? How are you growing your account? Why are you doing that? And I was like, I could coach people to do exactly (laughs) what I'm doing and exactly what I went through. And so that's kind of you know, how it happened. It all just really played out in real time. And I feel like that's the best way for it to happen. I mean, they say all the time, what's meant to be, will find its way. And it did, it was a little bit messy, but Hey, we got here. So yeah, you got, you got to the end destination. Exactly. (laughs) Definitely. So do you still have your Shopify stores or have you taken those down? I actually sold them. That was one thing that we learned as well, that there was a market for people that wanted the Shopify store, but they didn't have the time or didn't want to put forth the energy to learn, you know, all of that stuff, how to build it, how to load it, how to, you know, create everything and design it. So when I was able to build it and, you know, make a couple sales and show that it was profitable, I actually just sold the stores. And for a while in between that and the VA work, I built shell stores. So it's just building a store, loading products, never running ads or making sales, but just selling that shell site to somebody that wants a site, but again, doesn't want to necessarily put in that time or maybe doesn't even have that time to learn those tools and those skills to do so. Is that a common thing though? Do people just build shell stores and sell them? Yeah, there's actually a whole like section on Shopify now specifically at the time, I believe I was doing it on another site, but even Shopify has it directly on their platform now where you can sell your store. And I know somebody that I went through all the e-commerce stuff where he had amazing sites. I mean, his sites and his ads, his products went viral on a regular and he sold his stores for, I mean, five, six figures. Granted, he was making good money in those stores when he could, you know, show that it was profitable. Yeah, It was crazy to kind of see not only that that was a market for one, but how big of a market it was and how much people would pay for a website. I mean, you see, when you go to GoDaddy, you know, if the domain is taken, it says you can purchase it for this. And yeah, Sometimes it's a crazy amount, but most of the time it seems fairly reasonable, but I was shocked at what people were selling these stores for. 
That's crazy. So, Christina, how have these experiences then helped shape the Christina you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? Every way possible, (laughs) to be (laughs) honest. They have definitely shaped me into who I am today. If it wouldn't have been for everything that I went through, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't be where I am. So I know a lot of people would say, you know, oh, I wish I could take that back or I wish I could go back and change this or I'd do it all over again. And I honestly wouldn't. Yes, it was messy. And, you know, there were high highs and low lows, late nights and early mornings. And it got a little ugly and a little dark and scary at times. But again, it got me to where I am. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Now, with your business, do you work specifically and only with women in your business? And if so, why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping specifically women entrepreneurs? So yes, I do primarily work with women as I really just think that we can relate and understand one another a little bit more, but I'm absolutely not opposed to working with men. In fact, I have had male clients in the past and I just had a clarity call with a gentleman last week as well for my brand new program. So not opposed to it at all. I just believe that women feel more comfortable sharing and opening up with women. And I love being able to provide that space and really just help women go through similar things that I did. I don't think everybody, anybody should ever sit there feeling totally alone and down and out and like they have no one and nothing left. From what I've seen on your social media feeds and posts, obviously, and being a cannabis coach, you're a huge advocate for cannabis use. How and why did you decide to infuse your use of cannabis into your routine, your business, your coaching? What was the catalyst for that? Definitely. So I can't lie. Yes, I did smoke as a teenager, um, but I did stop when I got pregnant with my kiddo. I didn't start up again until they were almost five, but it wasn't really until I started treating it as the medicine that it is that I started to see the transformation and the true magic and the potential. I mean, you can smoke to numb the pain and escape life, or you can consciously consume with the intention to use it to aid you in your journey, whether that's, you know, your wellness journey, your healing journey, your business journey, whatever it might be, using it to your benefit rather than letting it hinder you. However, I did not always openly share my uh, cannabis there we go. with my audience. It wasn't until... October of 2020. So almost a year into fully going all in on my coaching. Yes, I'd had, you know, my social media page for a few years prior, but really after making that pivot, it was almost a year into it that I kind of came out of the can of closet is what I say, because I just felt like there was a bit of a disconnect there. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, trying to tell my clients to be their authentic selves. But yet I was sitting here and I was keeping something so big because it, it is a huge part of my life. It's helped me in so many ways. I do it all throughout the day. And I just felt, I felt like a bit of a phony almost in a sense. So I was just like, you know what? And I made the post. I'll still, I still remember it. I have it saved. I just said, I've got to come clean. <laughs> I've yeah. been lying to you guys. I am a cannabis consumer. I smoke all day, every day. And I went into it and explained, you know, a little bit of my journey. And I actually got such amazing feedback from it. I had moms that were praising me for so boldly stepping out and speaking up, showing that not all quote unquote stoners or, you know, lazy couch potatoes. <laughs> Just sit on the couch and eat potato chips. And... Right? Yeah. 
yeah, <laughs> we're not all lazy and just watching cartoons all day. You can smoke and be successful. And once I was constantly getting people messaging me, asking me questions about, well, what strains did you use for your anxiety? How do you smoke and work all day? What do you do for that? And what can I take for chronic pain? I began to see the potential and honestly, the gap in the coaching market. One thing that I learned as an entrepreneur is a lot of business owners do partake to some degree, right. but yet nobody's talking about it. And I didn't understand why. Was it hard for you to come out and admit that on social media and to your potential clients? Was there fear for losing clients in, in because of what you were doing? Did you experience a lot of that? I would say yes and no. Yes, there was a little fear because I think deep down, even if we all say we don't really care what other people have to say, we do care to some degree about the opinions of others. But at the same time, I needed to be true to myself. And if somebody wasn't going to understand or accept the fact that I consume cannabis, then they weren't my ideal client anyways. So I needed to focus on that part of it and the positive part, the upside to it at all, rather than the negative and the bad that could possibly come for it. And again, I got such great feedback. I don't think anybody came to me, you know, negatively or trying to come at me in a harsher, rude way. It was all positive, great feedback. And everything really just got so much better for me and my content. It was easier to post. It was easier to talk. I didn't have to, you know, put everything away before I hopped on a story or did a live or something like that. It was just more genuine and more authentic, which just felt so much more true and natural for me, which was great. That's incredible. I think it's incredibly brave of you to come out and do that and be authentically who you are instead of hiding it from people and letting people know that, you know, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. If you, if it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. I understand. And that's okay. Right? I mean, we're not going to be the person for everyone and that's okay. We can't be and I wouldn't want to be anyways. That would be really crazy. So <laughs> I am who I am. My people are my people. They're going to find me. I'm going to find them. Like they say, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. So. I definitely see that for sure. So it's done nothing but good things in my life and my business. Well, I think it's incredible that you did it and very courageous. So kudos to you for being authentically who you are. Well, thank you. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed about. I don't think anybody should be ashamed for having, you know, a more holistic approach to things and incorporating cannabis into their daily routines. Exactly. You have said that you incorporate cannabis use into your self-care routine, mindset, and manifestation as well. What do you say to people who may think that's crazy or how can you focus when you're getting high or smoking dope? How does that help with mindset, et cetera? Right. Like we just said, owners are lazy couch potatoes. But I mean, we already know, right, that having a solid morning routine or practicing that regular self-care and really prioritizing yourself, it can help lower stress. It can help aid in depression and lower anxiety, improve your focus and increase the productivity. Well, being able to incorporate cannabis into those same routines and rituals actually deepens your mind-body connection and only heightens those experiences. But it's so much more than just 
indicas versus sativas, the uppers versus the downers. It's really the terpenes within the cannabis where the true magic lies and what you need to be focusing on for, okay, so I need to sit down at my computer and, you know, work for a couple of hours. I obviously don't want to smoke something that's going to make me sleepy. So there's certain things out there that are going to help you focus. They are going to give you energy. They're going to help you, you know, have that clarity to sit down and do what you need to do. But yeah, there's also the strains that you can smoke and partake with before you meditate, or if you're going into a yoga class or right before bed. So really just consciously consuming and medicating with intention is where I've noticed that it all kind of lies. Like for instance, for me, if I try meditating before I medicate, forget about it. My mind is all over the place. I'm thinking about the laundry and the groceries and letting the dog out and what's for dinner and all kinds of things. (laughs) I mean, it's so crazy, but I think everybody can relate to that to some point when you first sit down to meditate, you know, you have to quiet the noise. You have to go inward a little bit. And that's what cannabis helps me do. It really helps me relax and center myself. But again, it is all in what you smoke. See, I think that's a big part of his education for people too, because you think back to when we were teenagers and there's just, there's just weed, you know, that you just grab mm-hmm. some weed from your friends or whoever. Now there's so, I mean, not that it didn't exist before, but I don't think we had the knowledge before right. where there's all these different strains of, of marijuana and different strains do different things for you. And so education is a big part of that. It really is because, yeah, like you said, when we were teenagers, we didn't know. We didn't even know if it was an indica or a sativa. We didn't know even what the strain was called. It was, hey, yeah. this is what I have. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, exactly. okay, great. You know, I'll take it. I just want to get thing. some weed. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now that, you know, it's becoming more acceptable, you know, it went yeah. medical. Now it's going wreck. It's just becoming more widespread and more mainstream to the point where you are getting the people that are advocating and educating for the plant that have probably always been doing it, but now are more in the spotlight because it's becoming more mainstream and they're out there showing it for the medicine that it really is. I'm sure, yes, there's still the people that smoke and lay on the couch and I'm sure there will always be, but just showcasing that, you know, there are high functioning (laughs) stoners out there. Stoners still get stuff done. I was actually on a clubhouse meeting on Sunday and it was all women in the cannabis industry, actually moms that consume cannabis, kind of busting all of the myths about stoners being lazy and hearing how these women medicate and then everything that they get done throughout their day is just mind blowing and a perfect example of, yeah, stoners are not lazy. Again, if you know what you're smoking and you consume consciously, you can absolutely still you know, check off stuff on your to-do list, go to work, clean the house, hike that trail, whatever it might be. Yeah, I love it. Christina, what type of person or client is your ideal client? What things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them? Definitely. So as I mentioned, I do, yes, prefer to work with women. Normally it's about 27 to 37. They are usually moms, women in business, cannabis users, really just those women struggling to find that balance and therefore unable to truly achieve success in life, whatever that may look like to them. Maybe they're struggling with confidence, so they're afraid to go after that promotion. Maybe they're past sexual traumas, creating blocks in their current relationship, whatever it might be, just being able to help them through that. Again, like I mentioned earlier, I don't think anybody should ever feel alone. I always say that 
that's something that I felt all too often is just sitting there crying alone on the bathroom floor. And it's a miserable feeling to so to really just be able to show these women that they have the power within them and then help them build up that courage and that confidence to go after it and help them crush their goals from a place of intention is a great feeling. And it's great to be able to sit back and watch them, you know, grow and do that work as well. Well, to see that transformation happen right before your eyes, it's its an incredible thing to witness. It is. It really is. I feel grateful and honored to be able to, yeah, hold that space and be able to witness that transformation because it really is a beautiful thing. It's one thing to go through it yourself, but it's beautiful to be able to watch it for somebody else as well. Absolutely. I'm going to assume that you're also, because you work solely with women and I'm going to assume that you're a big advocate of self-love and body positivity and women's empowerment. Can you speak to me a little bit or speak to us a little bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Definitely. And I am a huge advocate for self-love and women's empowerment. Because of my past trauma, I didn't always love myself. I didn't always see my worth, my value. I was really hard on myself. I mean, we always say we are our own worst critics. But now I like to say we should be our biggest cheerleaders. So it was really when I began my own healing journey that I saw how powerful prioritizing yourself really is. I mean, I was a single mom. (laughs) I was working full time. You know, I thought self-care was massages and spa days and mani-pedis. I wasn't really realizing self-care is, you know, enjoying a cup of tea and watching my favorite movie or relaxing in the tub. So finally, at the age of 31, after doing a little bit of the work, I could finally say I loved myself and I loved my body. And that is such an amazing feeling as a person, as a woman, as a mom, that in itself was so empowering and just kind of lit a fire under me. It was amazing. It's a hard place to get to that. It takes a lot of self-work to get to that point. Um, You think about all the people that struggle with that. And I mean, everything starts with self. Absolutely everything in life starts with self. So doing that work is, is incredible. Right. And it's not always fun. It's no, always absolutely. Easy. It definitely gets dark. It's going to get harder before it gets easier, but it's absolutely necessary. So if that's not something that, you know, a person or an individual is able to go through on their own, whether they just need somebody to hold them accountable or they need somebody to, you know, help guide them through that, hold that space and support them along the way, that's okay too. Not everybody can go through it on their own. And then that's why you have coaches. That's why, you know, people like me are here and in the space is to be able to help the people that can't necessarily do it on their own. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I reached out for help. I've had coaches, I've had mentors, I've read books, I've done the work, you know, I dug deep, I did what I needed to do. And I still do it on a daily. I still practice everything that I preach. I'm still on my own personal healing journey and I probably will be for a while and that's okay. It's not an overnight fix and, you know, healing your trauma isn't exactly linear either. So my journey is going to look different from your journey and that's okay. But again, it's putting in the work and knowing that in the end, everything will be okay. That's it right there. You said it's, it's not an overnight fix. I think that the self-work is an, a, a continually ongoing journey. I don't think we ever reach the end of that. We always need to continually work on ourselves. There's always room for improvement. There's always things we can do to get better. So I think that self-work is just 
part of the process of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't think that that's something that people necessarily realize. Yeah. Either, you know, we feel like I've got a good job. My bills are paid. You know, I'm in a good relationship. Like, what do I need to do? But at some point in time, you're going to (laughs) see why that, you know, that personal development and that self-care and that personal time is so important. Absolutely. So being a women's empowerment advocate, what do you do to empower yourself and other women? I really just try to empower them to be the best versions of themselves, to pursue their passions, crush their goals, and design the lives that they truly desire. So utilizing those positive affirmations, practicing daily gratitude, focusing on complete mind, body, spirit, wellness. And that's what I do. I mean, I have my tea in front of me and I was journaling here before (laughs) our meeting. I've already stretched and meditated. So I have my morning routine and I definitely do see the difference if I don't do it, if I skip something and I'm just like, nah, no, I'm fine. You know, it's going to be a busy day. I just need to get to it. Oh, it makes all the difference in the world. So not only, you know, preaching this to my clients, but also practicing it myself so I can show them the difference. I'm very honest and open and transparent on my feed. So I'll get on my feed and I'll say that, you know, I'm having a crummy day. I shared with them when I was going through COVID and how miserable I was, but I also let them know the things that I was doing to help me get through it as well. So really just trying to relate to my clients, be as open and honest as possible and support them in any way that I can to, yeah, do the work and be the best version of themselves by doing those daily rituals and self-care practices. Well, again, showing your authenticity to your clients that that just makes you more relatable and they can identify with you more if you're if you're more authentic if you show your clients who you authentically are i mean if you're preaching about you got to do this you got to do that and you don't do it yourself then how are they to follow that and believe in that mhm definitely i mean if i was you know practicing and preaching all this but then you did see me laying on the couch all day <laughs> eating potato <laughs> chips you might be like wait a second What the hell is going on here? (laughs) She's getting evicted from her house and she's eating potato chips (laughs) and mac and cheese at 7 a.m. watching cartoons and she's 34. Something (laughs) seems to be off. Yeah, no, I wouldn't buy it either. (laughs) Absolutely. Speaking of empowerment, Christina, what does that word mean to you? Feeling proud, powerful, confident, comfortable in your own skin, knowing your worth, loving yourself going after you want and not taking any crap (laughs) from anyone along the way, just truly being your authentic self and going after exactly what you want and not feeling guilty about that. So I want to talk a little bit about female entrepreneurship and women in that world. What are your thoughts on the landscape of women in entrepreneurship these days? Oh, I feel like it is hard. I think that there's still an Sadly, might always be the stigma that, you know, it's a man's world or just people typically think that, you know, men are the ones that are running the businesses. They're the ones that are, you know, behind the curtain calling the shots. And yeah, that might have been the case before. And yes, there's still tons of men that own their businesses today. But women are realizing that we can do it too. (laughs) We're powerful. We're confident. We're smart. We're capable. We can do anything that you can do. And maybe even sometimes a little better. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, I say that we're a little bit more organized. (laughs) We have a little bit more balanced energy when it comes to the feminine and the masculine, but I definitely think that it is a little hard, but it's not impossible. 
Just yeah. know your worth, rid your mind of those limiting beliefs, know that you can do whatever you put your mind to shove that negative self-talk, you know, out of your mind, stop those toxic behaviors, do the work. Remember that we were all born with purpose and it's your job. It's your mission to discover yours and share it with the world. Love that. Love it. Beautifully said. What message or advice would you give as an entrepreneur to young women wanting to make the jump into entrepreneurship or leadership roles? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do the dang thing. I did quit job before my business was really making money. I mean, they tell you, wait till your secondary income supplements your full-time income, but I did not do that. But that's what I felt like I needed to do for me. And I made it work. And even if it is just a few hours a day or, you know, an hour a week, just do it. Do whatever feels right to you, whatever works for you. Stop saying I'll do that tomorrow or next year or when I have enough money. You don't have to have a huge following. You don't have to have a website. You don't have to have. All you have to do is start taking action now. That's it. Just start putting in the work, be consistent, show up, and the rest is going to fall into place as it should. There you go. That's it. Just start. That's Those are the words right there. Just start. Because there's never going to be a perfect time to start. Never. Right? That's like saying, well, let's figure out the perfect time to have a baby. There's That's never a perfect thinking. time. <laughs> Just do it, right? I mean, yeah, you're never financially stable enough no. to have kids. Even when you're incredibly wealthy, they always need something. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going, to keep pushing and excelling at all that you do, Christina? My kiddo, my teenager, for sure. They're my why, the reason for all that I do. I say it all the time that they saved my life in a way that no one else ever could have. And for that, I'm truly grateful. I shared earlier, you know, that I was still struggling and I was still, you know, self-mutilating up until I got pregnant. And can I say that I haven't done it at all since I've had them? No, I cannot. But I can say that it got a heck of a lot better. And that was a major turning point in my life. And yeah, again, it wasn't an ideal time, but it made all the difference. And I'm grateful because I don't know if I would be here today. So my kiddos, absolutely my motivation and why I do everything that I do, why I get out of bed in the morning, why I quit my nine to five, why I built my own business and why I continue to wake up every day and put in the work and do what needs to be done. Beautiful. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Ooh, that's a good one. My ability to connect and understand others, but it also doesn't hurt <laughs> that I don't let the opinions of others bother me. So, you know, being able, like you said, to just kind of come out and, you know, be who I am, but definitely being able to relate to people, I think is absolutely a superpower of mine. And I feel like I get that a lot from people. They're like, man, just last night, even now that I'm saying it out loud, I was talking to somebody that I met in a Facebook group and she's writing these paragraphs. And she's like, man, look at me talking to you. Like I've known you my whole life. You just make me feel so comfortable. And I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Like share yeah. whatever you need to share, get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> well, being relatable factor ties right into the authenticity, because if you're authentically who you are, that makes you that much more relatable to other people. Right. I mean, what do they say? People buy from people, right? Like yeah. you're not buying a brand or this or that people that's buy right. from people. So yeah, I'm going to be me because you sign up to, you know, work with me, you're working with me. That's it. <laughs> that's that's it. it. 
Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? To me, success is achieving whatever it is that you set out to do, whatever that may be, lose weight, pay off your debt, build your business, reach the end destination. That's success. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Oh, I like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it would be a quote that my very, very first mentor told me. When I first started out in e-commerce, he said, hold the vision, trust the process. Hmm. Kind of like what's meant to be will always find its way. But it hit me so much deeper. And it's something that I remind myself of so often over the last few years because Rome wasn't built in the day, right? So set the intention, take the action to manifest it in reality. There will be high highs and low lows, but at the end, you will get to where you need to be. You know, I'm allowed to relax a little bit more and really enjoy the journey after kind of meditating on that, if you will. You know, I said it hit me deep. So it's really, yeah, just allowed me to sit back and enjoy it. Things aren't always going to go according to plan and that's okay. I can be more present and really just be grateful for, you know, where I'm at in the journey. I love it. My dad always used to say, what's meant for you won't go by you. And it's so true. Never have truer words been spoken. You know, it's, it's incredible to live by that and believe in that. Christina, what's your personal motto? That would probably be my personal motto. Hold the vision, trust the process, or more recently, on my social media, I've been using, you don't have to ditch the weed to succeed. Kind of just showing <laughs> people, you know, breaking that stigma that again, quote unquote stoners, yeah. can be successful. We are high functioning. We are productive. We do get stuff done. We're just like everyone else. We just partake. We just use cannabis. That's yeah. all. That's the only difference. <laughs> you don't have to ditch the weed to succeed. I love it. <laughs> That's great. I like that it rhymes too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received to never give up that same mentor that told me hold the vision trust the process also told me you could be three feet from gold but you'll never know if you give up and i think there's even memes on that the little guy yes. digging underground but yes it's true. i was just gonna you say that no <laughs> yeah a friend of mine sent me one of those memes where there's two guys digging underground in a, in a diamond mine And one guy is so close, like the diamonds are right on the other side of it. And he drops his pickaxe and leaves. And the other Mm -hmm. guy's got a ways to go, but he keeps going. You just, you never know how close you are to leveling up, to getting to that next stage or, you know, like just keep going, keep pushing and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Absolutely. It could be one more post, one more conversation, one more connection, one more phone call that, yeah, helps you level up, propels you to the next level, gets you to that next stage and where you needed to be. Absolutely. If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Ooh, hmm. It's a tough one. I would say that I put it in Sedona. I know that much. I'd put it in Sedona. I absolutely love it there. It's absolutely my happy place. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe it would be one of those quotes. Maybe I would put something like, hold the vision, trust the process, or you don't have to ditch the weed to succeed. But it might also be something, and especially because it'd be in a beautiful, wonderful place like Sedona, but 
why blend in when you were born to stand out? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good like one. Can't, right? When people feel like they can't live or speak their truth and instead they live in fear. And that makes me so sad. No one should ever feel that way. So let your freak flag fly. Be there we go. I like that one. That one's a good one. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. okay. What was your dream job as a child? Oh, wow. I went from everything from a singer, figure skater, event planner, veterinarian, <laughs> teacher, psychologist, <laughs> the coach, but it, it involved, it goes in a fashion that I think makes sense, at least from the teacher, psychologist to coach does. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe yourself in one word? Driven. If you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? I already own the domain. It is called Girl on the Bathroom Floor. I renew it yearly because it is already in the making. Awesome. Good for you. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To love themselves more. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Balance and true happiness. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? To keep it on brand here. I would say <laughs> the, the way that people view the cannabis industry as a whole. Entrepreneur life is? A roller coaster. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Nope, never. Absolutely. What would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Determined, caring, feisty. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, what is your favorite entrepreneurial book? Girl Boss. I remember watching the TV show. I could relate a lot. I used to resell stuff. I love thrifting. And I like that it shows the creativity and that you never know, kind of like how we said, three feet from gold. You never know what you can do. Yeah. to start a business or change your life and have that transformation. It could be the smallest thing. It could be a hobby, something that you already do on a regular that you could be producing an income with. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you had known that you know now when you started your entrepreneurial journey? It's necessary to invest in yourself. <laughs> coaches yeah. have coaches, right? It takes yeah. money. To make money. So one of the best things that you can do for yourself and your sanity is invest in yourself. Find somebody out there that's doing what you want to do. They're where you want to be and invest in them. Learn, you know, whatever it is that you can learn from them and then implement what it is that they teach you. But on the flip side of that, Christina, what, how, how can someone who is just starting out in business afford a coach? So like I did with that company that I started with, there is a lot of free information out there. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily have to jump right into paying money for a coach. I mean, maybe you find a coach and they're giving away a lot of free value right. on their page or on their social media. Maybe they're doing, you know, a free masterclass. Get on YouTube. If you're trying to figure out, you know, a new skill or a new trade or something like that, you want to figure out how to do YouTube ads or make jewelry or whatever it might be. There's a video for that. So you can Google it. You can find an article. You can figure it out, but it's putting forth the time and energy. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit harder and take more time, but you can still get to where you want to go, whether you're investing and working with a coach or you're doing it on your own. The coach is just going to kind of fast track you there. And we'll all get to a stage and a point where we can invest. Like I mentioned, I wasn't always in a stage or a point yeah. where I could invest in myself or my business. So I took advantage of the free material that was around. Me. Great advice. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Rosa Parks. 
because I think she is absolutely incredible. Growing up, if I ever had to do a report on somebody in history, it was always Rosa Parks. I just think she's such a huge inspiration. I think she did a lot, not just for, you know, women or anything like that. I think just in general, she helped open up the minds and really just spark a huge movement that is still in play. Love it. What would you say is one of the biggest life lessons or teachable moments you've had in your life? And what did you learn from it? Hmm. I will say, I'm not sure if it was necessary. Well, yeah, no, it was a life lesson. I had quit a job at one point to move cross country with a boyfriend at the time. He said, you know, we had jobs there and this and that, whatever made it sound great, grand and wonderful. So I went and I did it. And it was a good experience because we went to Michigan and I had never been to Michigan and it was beautiful. His family was amazing, but nothing that was said was really the case. And so it was definitely a learning moment to not necessarily just jump and dive into things and just kind of think things through a little bit more and trust my gut. I think looking back, I know that deep down something just felt a little off, but at the same time, I felt like I needed change. So I just figured I'll ignore the bad feeling and this must be the change and let's just go for it. And that was not what I should have done. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Definitely a balanced lifestyle. So that's why I practice and preach that mind, body, spirit, wellness. Definitely being well organized and having good communication. What would you say is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? Ooh, I think I was born to be an entrepreneur. I don't think I was ever <laughs> destined to work a nine to five. I think I'm just so independent and I like just doing things on my own and for myself that, yeah, I was just destined to blaze my own trail. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, I would tell her to love herself. You have so much magic and fire in you. You don't even know. Love it. Lastly, Christina, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say to people in your corner of the world, your tribe? Life is too short to be anything but unhappy. So figure out what you love, what brings you joy what lights you up and do more of that because although it's okay to not be, it's not okay to struggle and suffer in silence. Know that you are loved and know that you matter. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Christina, for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey with us. It's been a very enlightening conversation and I've thoroughly enjoyed sitting down and chatting with you. I appreciate you taking the time and I'm so honored and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me when you reached out. I felt so honored and blessed. So thank you. I appreciate it. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Christina Bishop. She is a cannabis and wellness coach. Thanks so much, Christina. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks, Brad. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.